Anantakoti Vaishnavrinda ki jai, Namacharya Srila Haridas Thakur ki jai, Prem Sekaho Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Sri Adwaita Gadadhar Shivas Adi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda ki jai, Sri Sri Radha Krishna Gopagopinath Shamakunda Radha Kundagiri Govardhan ki jai, Vrindavan Dham ki jai, Navadvip Dham ki jai, Jamuna Mai ki jai, Ganga Mai ki jai, Tulsi Devi ki jai, Bhakti Devi ki jai, Samveta Bhakta Binda ki jai, Ditai Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Goranga. 
All glory is to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. So as suggested by His Grace Sarvabhoma Das, we shall read one verse from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 8, Prayers by Queen Kunti, Text 25. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 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 Vipada Santuta Shashpa Tatra Tatra Jagat Guru Bhavato Darshanam Yatsyad Apurnar Bhavadarshanam Vipada Santuta Shaswat Tatra Tatra Jagat Guru Bhavato Darshanam Yatsyad Apunar Bhavadarshanam Vipada Calamities Santu Let there be Pita All Shashvat Again and again Tatra, there, Tatra, and there, Jagat Guru, O Lord of the Universe, Bhavata, your, Darshanam, meeting, Yat, that which, Syat, is, Apuna, not again, Bhavadarshanam, seeing repetition of birth and death. Translation I wish that all those calamities would happen again and again, so that we could see you again and again. For seeing you means that we will no longer see repeated births and deaths. So this is a uh, prayer by Queen Kunti to Lord Krishna when he was about to depart from Hastinapur back to Dwarka. Uh, and Queen Kunti is saying, in the midst of, of all the calamities, Krishna was with them. And now that she and her sons, the Pandavas, were nicely situated, Krishna was leaving them. So she's praying, let the calamities come again and again, uh, because in the calamities we were seeing you, Krishna. <clears throat> 
And by seeing you, we no longer have to see repeated birth and death. So now I will read the purport by Srila Prabhupada. Generally, the distressed, the needy, the intelligent, and the inquisitive who have performed some pious activities worship or begin to worship the Lord. As this is stated in the Bhagavad Gita, Chaturvidapajantimam. Others who are thriving on misdeeds only, regardless of status, cannot approach the Supreme due to being misled by the illusory energy. Therefore, for a pious person, if there is some calamity, there is no other alternative than to take shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord. So, we are in the midst of calamities now. The material world is always full of calamities, but especially now with the coronavirus pandemic, there may be more calamities. And here in the United States, there have been riots in, in, in the wake of the death of uh, a black-bodied person by the police. Um, but for a pious person or a devotee, the only shelter is the lotus feet of the Lord. Um, we should always endeavor to be under the shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord. Uh, but especially in times of calamity, we should uh, realize how much we need the shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord. For a pious person, if there is some calamity, there is no other alternative than to take shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord. Constantly remembering the lotus feet of the Lord means preparing for liberation from birth and death. So the living entity um, transmigrates from one body to another, one body to another, in an endless cycle of birth and death, samsara chakra. But if one can become Krishna conscious, Krishna conscious means to be always thinking of Krishna, and, as explained in the Nectar of Devotion, Krishna means Krishna, his, uh, 
his name, his forms, his qualities, his pastimes, his expansions, his paraphernalia, his pure devotees, they all count as Krishna. Um, and so thinking of Krishna, in other words, Krishna consciousness, uh, prepares one for liberation from the repetition of birth and death. And therefore devotees can welcome calamities as an opportunity to take more shelter of Krishna and become more absorbed in Krishna. For a pious person, if there is some calamity, there is no other alternative than to take shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord. Constantly remembering the lotus feet of the Lord means preparing for liberation from birth and death. Therefore, even though there are so-called calamities, they are welcome. You're welcome. Come any time. Come again and again. <laughs> Therefore, even though they are so-called calamities, they are welcome because they give us an opportunity to remember the Lord, which means liberation. One who has taken shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord which are accepted as a most suitable boat for crossing the ocean of nescience, can achieve liberation as easily as one leaps over the holes made by the hoofs of a calf. Such persons are meant to reside in the abode of the Lord. And they have nothing to do with a place where there is danger in every step. In this paragraph of the purport, which I just read, Srila Prabhupada is paraphrasing a verse from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 14, Text 58. It is a beautiful verse, both in terms of the Sanskrit and in terms of the content. And for some time in the old Boston temple, we would sing this verse every morning. And I will sing it now and discuss it. Shri 
มารพดำพนยายโสมุราภาวามบุเดวัตสพดำพดำพดำพดำพดำยดีพดำนัตเตชามสมาสิกายพระพลวะพรามมาตดามปัญญายสมุราบาวามบุตรวัชพดามพรามพรามพรามพรามยดีพรามนัตเตชามเมื่อนี้ For those who have accepted the boat of the lotus feet of the Lord, who is the shelter of the cosmic manifestation, Mahat Padam means Mahat means the cosmic manifestation, Mahat Tatwa, and Mahat also means the great souls, Mahat, Mahat Sevadwara Mahur Vimukte, Mahatmas. And so the lotus feet of the Lord are also the shelter of the mahats, the great devotees. For those who have accepted the boat of the lotus feet of the Lord, who is the shelter of the cosmic manifestation and the great souls, and is famous as Murari, the enemy of the Mura demon, the ocean of The material world shrinks and becomes just like the water contained in a calf's hoof print. Although there is danger at every step, the devotee crosses right over it. So this is the. <laughs> This is the value of taking shelter of the uh, boat of the lotus feet of the Lord, because this this vast ocean of material existence, which is so difficult to cross, becomes just like a puddle in the hoof print of a calf. And this principle is also enunciated by Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita. Devi hi eshagunamai mama maya duratyaya. That this material world, consisting of the three modes, 
is very difficult to cross. Devi ye shagunamai mama maya duratyaya. Duratyaya means very difficult. Mam eva ye prapadyante, but uh, one who surrenders to me, to Krishna, mam eva ye prapadyante, mayam etam tarantite, can easily cross over it. So now we'll return to Srila Prabhupada's purport to this verse. Uh, I'll reread that last paragraph. One who has taken shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord, which are accepted as the most suitable boat for crossing the ocean of nations, can achieve liberation as easily as one leaps over the holes made in the hoofs of a cat. Such persons are meant to reside in the abode of the Lord, not, excuse me, and they have nothing to do in a place where there is danger at every step. The material world is certified by the Lord in the Bhagavad Gita as a dangerous place full of calamities. Yes, in the Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna says, Dukalayam Ashashvatam. Dukalayam means a place of miseries or calamities. But if someone thinks, all right, well, there are miseries, but there's also happiness. So for the sake of the happiness, I'm willing to accept the miseries and continue. But no, dukalayam ashashvatam. Ashashvatam means temporary. So even if you're willing to compromise for that mixture of uh happiness and distress, which is mainly distress, you can't, because the Shashvatam is temporary. You'll be forced to leave in any case. So the material world is certified by the Lord and the Bhagavad Gita as a dangerous place full of calamities. Less intelligent persons prepare plans to adjust to those calamities without knowing that the nature of this place is itself calamities. As Srila Prabhupada says that they, they try to make the dukalayam into sukalayam, which is not possible. They have no information of the abode of the Lord, which is full of bliss and without trace of calamity. So instead of trying to make the Dukalayam into Sukalayam, which is not possible, one should go to the place where there really is no misery or a calamity, where there really is happiness, and that is the spiritual world. The duty of the same person, therefore, is to be undisturbed by worldly calamities, which are sure to happen in all circumstances. 
In other words, we have to tolerate. It's one of the basic instructions of the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, to tikshava, to tolerate. Uh, so the calamities will come, the disturbances will come, the distresses will come. We have to tolerate. Um, and so, yes, <laughs> suffering all sorts of unavoidable misfortunes. One should make progress in spiritual realization because that is the mission of human life. So in 1977, uh, Srila Prabhupada's last year with us, we organized a big Pandal program for him on Azad Maidan, a big field in Bombay. And the chief guest on uh, on the last night was to be S.B. Chavan, who was the chief minister of the state of Maharashtra. But there was a lot of political upheaval at the time. And there was no guarantee that he was even going to be the chief minister when he was scheduled to speak. And whether he was the chief minister or not, there was no guarantee if he would even come because of being uh, so preoccupied with the political struggle. But as it happened, he was, the <laughs> he was still the chief minister and he did come. And he spoke very nice. He's a very pious man, actually. He was, if we have to um, find a human being to whom to give the credit for our, you know, getting the permission to build the Juhu temple, it, it was him. He was a very nice person. So he came. And in Srila Prabhupada's and it was like that, that, that you know, the, the chief guest would speak and then Srila Prabhupada would speak. And often Srila Prabhupada would address points related to the chief guest or, or points that the chief guest has, had made in his talk. Uh, Srila Prabhupada would address those in his talk. And he basically... Uh, gave the chief minister the same advice that he's giving here in the purport, which is that there will be upheavals in the material world and we should tolerate them and, uh, you know, make progress in spiritual life. Exact same message. So I'll read it again. The duty of the sane person, therefore, is to be undisturbed by worldly calamities. It's our duty to be undisturbed. The duty of the sane person, therefore, is to be undisturbed by worldly calamities, which are sure to happen in all circumstances. Suffering all sorts of unavoidable misfortunes, one should make progress in spiritual realization 
because that is the mission of human life. The spirit soul is transcendental to all material calamities. Therefore, the so-called calamities are called false. A man may see a tiger swallowing him in a dream, and he may cry for this calamity. Actually, there is no tiger and there is no suffering. It is simply a case of dreams. So there was a period in Bombay when Srila Prabhupada spoke a lot about what he called night dreams and day dreams, daytime dreams. That we go to sleep at night and we have dreams. And the dreams are real but they're very temporary. They last only a half hour or an hour or whatever. So they're real, but they're temporary. And then we wake up and our so-called real life is also a dream because it's also temporary. It's very fleeting. Uh, especially when compared to our real life, <laughs> with Krishna, which is eternal and full of bliss and full of knowledge. So, uh, we should not be overly concerned with the happenings of the dream. Um, of course, it is, well, yeah, it's real, but it's temporary. Um, so, in the same way, all calamities of life are said to be dreams. If someone is lucky enough to get in contact with the Lord by devotional service, it is all gain. So when we dream of some mishap or some calamity, it's an apparent loss. It's not real. But when we engage in the devotional service of the Lord, it's real. And it's all gain. And so all of you who are here tonight have come in touch with the devotional service of the Lord, which is our real life. It's our constitutional position. As Lord Chaitanya says, Jive Swarabhai Krishna Nityadas, it's our, it's our natural position. And when we're in that position, we feel happy. And any other position of being a so-called enjoyer, so-called controller, so-called proprietor, uh, is unnatural. And, uh, so in that false position, we always are in anxiety. Um, but when we're in our constitutional position as the Lord's eternal servant, then no anxiety. And by quinta means, 
place of no anxiety. Kunta means anxiety, and Vaikunta means without. So, um, yeah, by devotional service, uh, we become free from anxieties. Although there is such a thing as transcendental anxiety, Srila Prabhupada had a uh, disciple. His name was Sai. He was from the Hawaiian Islands. And he had his own following. Uh, and they, they were reading Srila Prabhupada's books and they were chanting Hare Krishna, but they weren't really connected with ISKCON. But then Sai surrendered to Srila Prabhupada with all his disciples. Uh, but he had that um, tendency of wanting things to be very mellow. Like they had a farm community in Hawaii and Anyway, he, he, he wanted things to be very mellow. And so once he said to Srila Prabhupada that, that the one thing I don't like about your disciples is they're always in anxiety. And Srila Prabhupada replied, that is their love. Mother Yashoda was always in anxiety for Krishna. So there is such a thing as transcendental anxiety, but it's of a different quality. Um, but otherwise, as far as material anxiety goes, um, devotees uh, don't have them. Vaikuntha, you know, the residents of Vaikuntha, no anxiety. If someone is lucky enough to get in contact with the Lord by devotional service, it is all gain. Contact with the Lord by any one of the nine devotional services enumerated by Prahlad Maharaj, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Padasevanam, Archanam, Vandanam, Sakyamatma, Divedanam, chanting, hearing, remembering Krishna, and so on. Engaging in those activities brings us in contact with the Lord. So contact with the Lord by any one of the nine devotional service is always a step forward on the path going back to Godhead. Um, and Elsewhere, uh, Lord Chaitanya describes that of, of all the nine processes of devotional service, uh, the chanting of the holy names uh, is the most important. And especially in the present age of Kali, Harinama, Harinama, Harinami, Bhikavalam, Kalona, Stevana, 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 we should chant the holy names, chant the holy names, chant the holy names of Lord Hari Krishna. There is no other way, no other way, no other way for success in this age of Kali. So we have uh, a few minutes more.
and I would like to open the floor to questions and comments. If you have any, I guess you can raise your hand and... Okay, Brenda Pri is raising her hand. Um, my question is, it seems like this verse in purport is um, telling us how we should behave and what our mentality should be if we face calamities. Um, but if we see someone else facing a calamity, is it appropriate to show compassion for them if we see that they're suffering a great deal? And can we do that while also understanding that um, real compassion is giving them Krishna consciousness? Um. Yeah, I mean, devotees are by nature soft-hearted and uh, kind and compassionate. So if we see someone suffering from some calamity, uh, we can feel compassionate for them. But as you said, the real relief is to bring them to the shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord. Um, I mean, we can we can offer some material help, though it's not really our business. But we can offer them some material help in the hope or expectation that they will appreciate us for that help and be more receptive to Krishna consciousness. Uh, because of it. Um, but ultimately, with, if we don't give them some degree of Krishna consciousness, that uh, help will be at best temporarily beneficial. Um, yeah, there's another related verse from the seventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam in which Prahlad Maharaj prays that um, persons who are neglected and not cared for by Lord Nishingadev cannot do anything for their uh, betterment just like a, a boat does not guarantee that a person will not drown. A physician in medicine does not guarantee that a person will not die. And uh, the attentive care of the parents does not guarantee that a child will not suffer or die. So the only guaranteed protection is uh, the Lord. And so that is our that that is the best we can do for anyone is to to bring them to the shelter of of the Lord. Um, but yes, if we can help someone in uh, even a material way, uh, it, we can hope that they will become more favorable to us and more receptive 
to our message. There was an incident in Australia uh, during Srila Prabhupada's time. The devotees were uh, were building a Rathayatra cart, and just and there was a building, you know, on the on the street where the devotees were building the chariot, and the building caught fire. And there was a lady on one of the upper floors of the building who had to jump out of the window to escape the fire. And the devotees took the canvas for the, uh, from the chariot, from the dome of the chariot, and held it out to catch that lady who was jumping from the burning building. And so that came in the newspapers. They were very impressed, of course, that we saved the lady, but even more so because we took the sacred cloth from the chariot and used it to, to, to save her. And so Srila Prabhupada had his secretary, Shamsundar, uh, send me the newspaper clipping. And he said that I should show this newspaper clipping to all important men of Bombay to say that we are doing the best welfare work materially and spiritually. <laughs> so, yeah. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Good question. Any other questions or comments? Yes? From Pranahari's team? Oh, Hare Krishna. I was wondering, uh, how do we maintain this uh, uh, um, the confidentiality of some of the deeper parts of the Christian consciousness? Are we, I mean, what's the etiquette for bringing someone into those I'm not sure I heard the question. I mean, it, the sound wasn't quite right. Did it? What? What is? Maybe just repeat it. Uh, well, basically, like, um, what's? How do we bring people into the confidential topics of Christian consciousness? Uh, Without going too far for someone, not really. Oh, I see. Well, that that re, that requires judgment. You know, how do we bring people into Krishna consciousness without telling them too much too soon? So that requires 
judgment? I mean, usually we start with you're not the body. Without understanding that you're not the body, but are the soul within the body, you can't really make much progress in spiritual knowledge. Um, so we start with that, and then if someone understands he's not the body, but he's the soul within the body, then he'll think, what what should he do for his benefit, for the benefit of the soul? Uh, Prahlad Maharaj says in the seventh canto, Nate Vidu Swartha Gatim Yavishnu, that pe- people are interested in their self interest that is natural, but they don't know who their real self is. But if they know that their real self is the soul, then they'll act in the interest of the soul, which means they will um, engage in the process of bhakti yoga. And, yeah, I mean, we can... Yeah, I don't know, you know, at at what stage someone would feel uncomfortable. I mean, maybe they would feel uncomfortable with the four regulative principles. But we can explain, I mean, we don't necessarily have to mention the four regulative principles, but they do need to come to the stage of following them to make further progress. We don't have to tell them right away. Or we can explain that by chanting and cleansing the heart, we lose the desire, we lose the taste for those sinful activities and it becomes easy and natural to give them up in due course. But yeah, that's a good question. Um, did I answer your question or do you have more on that topic okay right thank you any other questions or comments yes Sarvabhoma that prayer Queen Kunti is quite fearless and are we qualified to pray in the same way or should we use some caution how we pray? Um, Well, from, from your question it seems that you have some reservations about praying for calamities. But I wasn't suggesting that you should pray for calamities. But calamities will come. And when they do come, we can welcome them, as did Queen Kunti, as opportunities to take more shelter of Krishna. So I think that's the real purport, the real idea uh, behind the verse. 
But, um, I mean, if you feel that being placed in calamity will help you in Krishna consciousness, you can pray for it. But that wasn't my thought <laughs> in, in reading and discussing the verse and purport. Um, like there was one little incident, but the, the, what Srila Prabhupada said was, uh, you know, I think an important principle. Srila Prabhupada was visiting Vishakapatnam after uh, Madras I had arranged a program. A, quite a successful program for Srila Prabhupada in Madras. And at Vishakapatnam, Srila Prabhupada was walking uh, to the beach. He was going to, to the seaside. And his disciple Guru Das, uh, I guess he was afraid of being late. So he ran barefoot. Uh, you know, to catch up with Srila Prabhupada and Srila Prabhupada saw him barefoot and he said that uh, Krishna consciousness is hard enough as it is. You don't need to make it more difficult. So, yeah. We, yeah. Our natural austerities are, you know, rising early in the morning, uh, yeah, attending the morning program or having our own morning program, chanting, following the four regulated principles, and preaching. Uh, but we don't need to make it more difficult unnecessarily. Um, but I don't think you need to pray for calamities. They'll come even if you don't pray for them. <laughs> and then you know what to do. Just take more shelter of Krishna. <laughs>